Welcome to Wisdom for the Journey Season 3. My name is Mariana and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Over the past three seasons and two years, my goal has been to help young women feel less alone, develop healthy relationships with themselves, others, and God, and feel empowered in their God-given callings. I love all the episodes in this season and I know you will get something out of this episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to Wisdom for the Journey. I already said it in the intro, but I'll say it again. My name is Mariana, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast, Wisdom for the Journey. Today, I'm excited to have an awesome episode. I have Erin with me. She is actually the creator of an Instagram account and community called Blooming with Faith. We actually have done some things on Instagram before, and I love everything she does. So I'm really happy to have you on today. Can you share a little bit about your journey? Yes. So I have always grown up in the church and that's something I've always done. And I think that I really started taking it seriously um, in middle school. And that was such an amazing opportunity just to see myself grow and to see how much meaningful, how much more meaningful life is when you're living for Christ and when you have him with you. And that was so, so awesome. Um, So I do have the ministry account on Instagram, and that started about a year ago. But before then, I just really spent a lot of time working on my relationship with the Lord and really setting myself on a firm foundation because um, before around like seventh or eighth grade, I did not have a firm foundation. Um, I was relying on everything else around me to keep myself firm and on a path. But it was so awesome to be able to now say that like I am standing on a firm foundation of the Lord with Jesus so yeah yeah, that's that's my journey I'm so glad that you shared um I remember we actually went to middle school together and I remember um I I went to one like YCI meeting and you led it I think and I was like this is so cool I remember thinking that I was like I wish that I could do that one day um but a little bit about mine because I don't think I've shared as much on the podcast, like about how my faith journey started. Um, So really, I've also grown up in the church. Both of my parents are pastors. So the church has been like a big, a big part, like Monday, Monday night meetings and church from like 8 a.m. until noon and youth group every Sunday. Like it has been a big part of my life since like ever since I can remember. And um after my second heart surgery, I really started to take life seriously. And I think I went through a really bad season of anxiety in the sixth grade. And then after I came out of that, I was like, okay, I need to rely on something else. I need to hold on to something. I need something to hold on to. And I remember I was sitting in my room one night and I was like, I have this Bible that I haven't opened in like a year. Um, And I opened it and I remember I like went, I think it was through a chapter in Psalm and like, I just wrote it in cursive and that was all that I did. And it felt so good. Um, And ever since then, I've just been building off of that. Um, I didn't have what I would call a big aha moment with God, um, but I still think those moments of like kind of simple things where you just feel complete joy in the Lord's presence, is just as valid. 
Um, and that's what I have. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Yes, I love your story. I think it's so awesome. Thank you. I love yours too. So as we always start off with, we are going to start with a verse. Um, and today's verse, when I read it, it seemed a bit scary to me. Um, but I think when we unpack it, it becomes easier to handle. Um, and it is from Luke uh, chapter 9, verse 23. And he said to all, Jesus, if anybody would like to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So what comes to mind for you first when you hear this verse? Yeah, so this is one of my like favorite verses. Um, I don't know, I feel like I have taken a few times and just fully meditated on it throughout the day. Um, but what I really love is that like we can't fully come after Jesus and fully follow him if we're not going to lay everything down and pick up our cross. And I always have the image in my head of Jesus carrying the cross. And like, that's what I need to be doing daily, taking up, um, just laying down all of my desires and all of my wants and everything and just picking up his cross daily um, and following him with everything that I have. And this verse, it is scary because it is kind of like, it's a very bold verse is like really the only thing I can use to describe it. But like, I love how it says, let him deny himself because like deny everything that I want, like lay down everything and just pick up his cross because it's not my cross that I'm carrying. It's his cross. Um, and just like following after him and running after him. Yeah. And like, that's a big ask. I think that we, um, kind of boil it down in our head to make it seem easier but that's a big ask and it's not an easy task which I think if we're being asked to do it every day it's important it's important for us to do that um and I think like you were saying denying ourselves and I think for everybody that can mean denying your fears um denying your insecurities denying your pride denying temptations um and just surrendering that at God's feet and picking that up. Um, and also I wanted to point out, um, it doesn't say that we pick up our cross and we walk alone. It says that we pick up our cross and follow Jesus, which makes it, which almost gives me some like sense of comfort that God's with us along this journey. So that's what I picked out of it. So yeah. Um, is, if there's anything you would like to, anything else that you would like to pick out, um, just let me know. If not, we can get started with, again, like I say every episode, my favorite part of the episode, which is the questions. Um, so yeah, I love everything that you said about that verse. Um, let's get started, I lost my place. So the first question, um, when you first accepted Jesus as your savior, what did you do to get closer, closer to him? Awesome. I love that question. So something that I did to get closer to him is I would set out times during my day to just read my Bible. Um, you know, sometimes when I first started, it didn't look like what it does now. It may have been me reading one verse or me um, following a, like a devotional book. I had a 365 day devotional and that's what I would do. And it took me like maybe five or 10 minutes. Um, so that's what I started when I was for, like first accepted um, Jesus and started my journey with him. And now to get closer to him, I have this amazing community around me um, on church, at church, on Instagram, and just such an amazing group of friends who allow me to, you know, share my heart. They share their heart to me and together we go 
grow closer to him. And so I would probably say just really spending time in the word and surrounding myself with good Christian, um, you know, friends that are going to help me to build my relationship with him and together grow closer to the Lord. Yeah, I love that. And um, when I first started, I think it's important when if you are, even if you've grown up in the church, if you were just starting to develop a relationship with God, you don't have to go super big, super crazy, do stuff that doesn't make you feel quite comfortable yet. Um, any time spent with God, I would imagine he loves. Um, so if you are just starting a relationship, I wouldn't recommend like reading all of Genesis. Like you don't have to do that. Um, for me, I love, I love, I'm very creative. I love to draw. So when I started, um, I would just hand letter like a worsenite. Um, sometimes I would listen to worship music, like doing small things that seemed simple and comfortable for me and that felt safe so I could feel safe in God's presence. Does that make sense? I love Thank you. Um, and then you can build up to things. Just start small. Um, so, too, you already kind of said this, but I think we want to go more in depth because yeah. of this question. Um, and I want to definitely go more in depth. What are some of your favorite things to do in your quiet time? Okay, so quiet time is my absolute favorite time of the day. I literally will go to bed looking forward to it because I know that I will get up, I'll make my coffee, I open my blinds, and that's like my favorite thing. And I always just, um, I thank God for what he's given me. And that's like one of my favorite things to do is just talk to God during my quiet time. So whether that's just me simply getting out of bed and making my bed or going as I'm making my coffee, just talking to God, because I do count that as part of my quiet time, um, really just praying to him and just talking to him like he is my best friend, because that is who God is to me. Um, and then I always turn on my worship music. It is my favorite thing to do. Um, and I'll just sit there and I'll just sit in his presence. And just sometimes I might just sit there for five or 10 minutes and just listen to a few worship songs before I actually get into my quiet time. And some of the other things I like to do is I love to journal as I'm reading and I love taking notes and I'll sit there and I'll just read it. And then I'll like, you know, journal a little bit. Sometimes I'll draw. Um, and I really just like, I call tearing apart his word. It's, it sounds really weird, but just going through and really breaking up every single little thing um, and just spending time with him. Um, and I said earlier, it's my favorite thing to do. I look forward to it every single day. And I do it in the evening too, because I like ending my day with the Lord. But I would definitely say like, just sitting there, listening to worship music, drinking my coffee, because I love coffee so much. Um, and just really just having fun with it and not worrying about being so perfect and um, with like how I'm, you know, journaling or what my drawing looks like, but really just, you know, sitting there in his presence and really enjoying what I'm reading. Yeah. And I would like to point out that um, you said that like, it's your favorite part of your day. And so and you look forward to it. If you're not feeling that, if you're dreading what you do at quiet time, if you don't want to do it, then maybe it's time for you to change something up because quiet time is something that you should look forward to and be excited about in a place where you feel safe and close to God. And there are so many ways to do that. Like yeah. you can't stress enough. There are so many ways to read your Bible, so many ways to spend time with God. And if you're not enjoying that time, then maybe it's time to change something up. I know that I've had to sometimes completely change my quiet time routine because I was just like, 
oh, I have to do this. I don't want to do this. Um, so if you're feeling that, change something up. Um, yeah, I definitely yeah. got like that. Um, I yeah. felt like that a little bit over the summer. I started getting into really the harder parts of the book of the parts of the Bible that are like hard to read and they're kind of hard to digest. And I just felt it was more of a burden going to read it than like a longing and like a want to go and do it. So I just took a step back and I started going through the Psalms and that was a little bit, it gave me, it just, it was more meaningful during my quiet time than trying to tear apart some super heavy scripture. And now I'm back into those heavier parts of the Bible and I love it. But I definitely think that if you're not enjoying it, you're not really getting as much out of it as you yeah. can. Yeah, because it becomes work instead of worship, um, yeah. which, yeah. Um, and for me right now, again, it changes a lot. Um, what I like to do is there's one that I'm going to say that's super random, super weird. I don't even know if people do this, but I do it. So it's fine. Um, one that I do is I prayer journal. I love to write. I write a lot of poetry. So sometimes I'll take a verse and I'll write a prayer about it or whatever I'm feeling. I'll write a prayer about it. Not exaggerating. I have journals and journals full of prayer. I think I have five journals filled right now of just prayers that I've written. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I don't even go back and read them. Um, I just write them. And it's almost like writing a letter to God. And that is the easiest way for me to like connect to him. I can't, it's hard for me to talk out loud. It's hard for me to talk in my head because I get distracted. But when I'm writing, like almost like a letter to God or a poem or just a journal to God, that is like my favorite thing to do. And I don't think I'll ever, like we talked about getting tired of things and for things like you have to do. I don't think I'll ever get tired of that. Um, and then I also love to just kind of, put my hands on my lap and put on my worship playlist and just sit in silence and listen to a worship song. Um, probably my favorite thing to do. And then this is the weird thing that I do. Before I go to bed, I will lay in my bed when it's like completely dark and I will sing a hymn to myself in my bed in the middle of the night and just sing a hymn. Um, it's never really contemporary worship song. It's like come now found of every blessing or amazing grace. Um, last night I sang Silent Night and I will just sing in my bed at like 11 o'clock at night. Um, and it is the most comfortable, like safe thing to do for me. Um, might not be that for you. It might feel completely weird to you, but try it. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I love that you said that because I think that sometimes there's a stigma that like worship is not a spending time with the Lord or that like you can't just like sing songs and worship like that's not really a quiet time but it is um and I love that you're talking about prayer journaling because that is something that I have really been trying to get into and one of my favorite things to do the past couple of nights is it'll be like 10 30 at night and I'll just sit there and I'll turn pretty much all the lights off and I'll just sit there and journal and listen to music and a lot of the times I will, as I'm listening to the worship song, I'll start writing out some of the lyrics and then I'll start writing prayers about that. And I think it was like two nights ago, I had like five or six pages just of me simply just, I kept rewriting the same words to one of the songs I was listening to. And I think the word I kept writing was I'm ready because that is the word I'm trying to um, like bring with me into the new year. But 
just sitting I think it's so fun to just sit there and listen to worship music and just journal about it yeah and I think there's also a stigma that spending time with God has to be like aesthetic or pretty which is mm-hmm. not true it's the opposite I also think there's a stigma that you have to feel the Holy Spirit every single time that you spend time with God not true no me sitting in my bed at 11 o'clock at night singing in my sleepy groggy voice is not aesthetic or pretty but it is getting close to God and it's worship and that is valid and that is good um so don't fall into that stigma and if you need to take breaks from things to get closer to God without having to think about the aesthetic of it or how pretty or quote-unquote good it is then do that yes I definitely think that is something that I see a lot of influencers get caught up into and I think that a lot of um, new believers and they're coming into this and you're like well I need this bible I need these markers I need everything to look pretty it has to look like no mistakes anything like that and that it's almost it's almost faking what you're doing and I it's I don't it feels weird to say that but it's true And I think that I have definitely caught myself a few times getting caught up. Like I want it to look like this nice for this Instagram post, but really it doesn't need to be perfect. We're not called to be perfect. What we do doesn't need to be perfect. Um, And taking a break from things like I've taken a few social media breaks and that really, when you're taking a break from that, you don't feel a pressure that you have to be this crazy, like have this crazy, awesome Bible journaling journal or whatever it is and just taking a break and stepping away if that's something that you need to do just do it because then that's going to allow you to get rejuvenated and you're going to just um, be able to really develop a deeper relationship with the Lord yeah and even if that means not taking your phone to your quiet time at all like just Mm -hmm. removing it or for me sometimes before my quiet time I'll be like I'm not going to post any of this this is just for me Mm -hmm. and for God like this is and like even if that means I can't listen to worship music, just taking my phone away from it. So it's just me and God, not me and God on social media, just mm-hmm. me and God. Um, yeah. And God wants our authentic selves, um, yep. not our pretty and perfect selves. Um, he doesn't really care about our pretty handwriting in our Bible. He just wants us. Um, so, yeah, we spent a lot of time on that question, but I really love <laughs> this next one. I think we're going to spend even more time on because this is a loaded question. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, the difference is between living in a mindset of religion rather than relationship? Okay. I love this question too. I like love every single one of these questions. Um, This whole mindset of religion rather than a relationship. I definitely think that following the Lord is more of a relationship over religion. And I think that the difference between the two is that with religion, it's you're following a, I, this is what I see it as, is you're following a, it's like having a rule book and you have to go through and you have to follow each and every single one. Um, and a religion mindset is not personal. Relationship is personal. And when we talk about having a relationship with the Lord, that is a personal connection with you and the Lord. It's not you going through and following 10,000 rules yes there are things that we should follow like we're given guidelines but that's not something that we have to strictly follow should we try to follow it as much as possible yes but it's when we have a relationship with the lord over just saying that this is my religion 
I definitely think that it one gets it on a more personal level, but I think that it just describes what it looks like to be a Christian too. Looking at it more as a relation, like a relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could talk about this question for so long, yeah. but I don't I, know. This, seems, this needs to be like a whole episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But um, when you were saying this, I didn't write this down on my notes, but I thought of like the Pharisees and how mm-hmm. um, they got caught up in like on the Sabbath, we can't do any work. And that means that we can't roll up our mats. We can't do anything. And that would be miserable. Like you just have to like sit there the entire day and do nothing because Mm -hmm. of a rule. Like that's, I don't think that's what Jesus is about. And Jesus even said, that's not what he's about. It's about the spirit of the rule, not the rule itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think religion is like rigid rules and relationship. I like to think of as grace-filled guidance. difference between the first and second covenant and how the first covenant that they had um, in the old testament in the beginning it got to a point where they weren't following it and you know they were continuously having to offer all these different animals and um, different offerings for their sins and eventually it got to the point where that was not working there was too many rules that they were having to follow and all these different they were living more of a religion rather than a relationship with the lord And then in the second covenant, we see that it was something that the people were able to stick to more. Um, Like God's followers, we were able, we had one sacrifice and that was Jesus. And after that, then, you know, we already, we had everything in our hearts that we needed. The Lord placed everything in our hearts, all the things we needed to follow. Um, And I also think we need to be really careful when we are reading the Bible, because I think for me, I've really, really struggled with perfectionism. Um, like it is a problem. And when I'm focusing on following all these rules, I get further away from God. Um, and I think if we are just focusing on loving God and loving others, all that other stuff will come. Mm -hmm. That other stuff will just kind of come to us. Um, it'll, if we're loving God and if we're loving others, everything else I think will kind of fall into place. So if that's what, if you're in a stage of life right now, where that's just the only thing that you can really focus on, focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just loving God and loving others. Um, Cause those I think are the two most important things that God calls us to do and that Jesus calls us to do. Um, and we're not meant to be perfect. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us mm-hmm. because we are gonna sin and we are gonna mess up. Um, so. Yeah, that's what I think about that question. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Or are you ready to, to go on to the next question? Um, I think I'm ready to go on to the next one. All right, perfect. Um, so question four, do you ever find it difficult to develop a relationship with someone who you can't see? And how do you combat that difficulty? Um, I was, when I first read over this question, I kind of was like, okay, like what, how am I going to answer this question? Um, and I don't really think I have, definitely haven't struggled with this um, question of like, how do I develop a relationship with someone who I can't see um, recently? It's been many years since I've really kind of questioned this. Um, I definitely know six years, maybe ago, something like that. I definitely um, did question how I was, I was questioning how I was supposed to have this relationship with God. And I questioned a lot of things about my faith, like 
what am I going to do? Like, what if, if I died today, what would happen to me? Mm-hmm. And that is something that um, I did find it kind of difficult to really know that, like, I can't have a relationship with someone that um, I can't see. Like, I don't get to see Jesus, but I think what helps me to overcome the difficulty is knowing that or being able to see him work mm-hmm. in the things around me, in my life, in my friends' lives, and the opportunities I have to share the gospel. Um and just the amazing things that happen day by day, even though I cannot see him, I see him through his work that he does in my life and the life around me. And that definitely allows me to overcome this fear almost of I'm following someone or something that I can't see. Um, but I really think that being able to see him work around me is something that really allows me to be firm in my relationship. Like, yes, I cannot see God physically, but I see what he's doing around me and I feel his presence with me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I actually um, wrote down that same thing of like, hold on, where was, where was I? Um, when you think about how God has worked and when you see his wonders, that's not, I wouldn't call it evidence, but you can see his heart through that. Um, whenever I'm feeling upset or like I'm like doubting I always look at pictures or I go to the mountains because we have a house in the mountains and I look at the mountains and I'm like okay what are you thinking God is totally real he's here like when I look at those mountains I'm like okay I'm okay on steady ground he's here with me and I can see him um and even when I think about my own life and um I think about wonders that he's worked, um, then it is, it's crazy. Um, Because even if you can't see him, that doesn't mean that you can't feel him and hear him and um, study his word. So I think sometimes what we have to do is not focus on it and focus on the things that we do know about him and can um, feel through him. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. But, if there's anything else. oh and read the word when you're struggling with doubt um read the bible especially there is a lot of psalms if you feel alone in that feeling there's a lot of psalms of lament it's like god where are you like i can't see you i'm questioning like there's a lot of psalms about that so i'd read the psalms and even the gospels of stories about jesus I just feel so close to him after that, especially after reading that when I've been having doubts. Um, so yeah, that's what I would recommend. Um, question five is not as deep, but I don't think it gets talked about a lot. Um, how do you get the most out of going to church? All right. This is such an amazing question. I've never really thought of it before. It's not something that I've definitely have not heard a lot of people talk about. Um, I think that um, one of the major things that I would say of how to get how I get the most out of church and how I think that, um, you know, if you're someone who's struggling to love going to church and you're struggling to feel like you're getting anything out of it, um, I would definitely say to just start one, come with an open heart and an open mind and just um, set aside all of the distractions, because I think it's very easy. And I find this happening a lot in my life that I get so distracted on um, what's happening around me and trying to like 
just so focus on so many things like how well am I singing or what do I look like sitting here in this pew and just all of these different things like we just need to set all of those distractions to the side and when I began to set those distractions away and I make sure every single day I or every single Sunday I go to church to bring my Bible and I will bring my journal and I will just listen to what the pastor's saying um, and sometimes I'll even like journal out some of the songs um, after we sing them and I think that just really coming in with an open heart and saying like Jesus this is like my time to be um, growing my relationship with you and just really um, allowing yourself to feel comfortable and just really focusing on what is being said in the sermon and taking notes is one of my favorite ways to do that and also just staying focused and that goes with like setting aside all of the distractions and I don't know that's just um something getting the most out of church is something that I've started to do in the past couple of years just really um making sure that I'm going in and my sole focus is to grow in the Lord and it's just so much fun to go to church now and to be able to hear what my pastor is saying and it just makes me so happy so I definitely think that if you're struggling to get things um to like feel like you're getting anything out of church um pray and ask God every single Sunday morning before you step in and just be like God open my heart and allow me to just have a fresh mind and a fresh focus to hear what you have to say to me this morning yeah um and taking notes I do it well I need to do it more but it helps me focus so much like because sometimes I'll like hear a sermon and I'll get so distracted um excuse me and taking notes really helps me focus so you talked about journaling and taking notes if you have trouble focusing I'll recommend taking notes um and I'm going to be a bit authentic here um I said before that both of my parents are pastors they take turns preaching every Sunday. Um, and I sing in my church's praise team also. Um, and I love singing in the praise team. It feels like my gift to God um, every Sunday. It feels like my offering. Um, but part of me really can't, can't wait until I go to college because it's always been really difficult for me to get things out of church. Um, because sometimes I feel like everybody's watching me, which isn't true. Um, but it feels like I'm performing sometimes. Um, and it's really hard for me to get things out of sermons because it's my parents preaching. So it's a really difficult dynamic to get a hold of. Um, like, I don't really feel like I, like I have a youth pastor, but I don't really feel like I have a pastor, if that makes sense. Um, so going to churches sometimes a bit difficult for me and getting things out of it is a bit difficult for me because first of all it feels like work um and sometimes not all the time and it's just sometimes really hard to get things out of it um I don't get me wrong I love my church family um and there are worship services where I completely feel God's present like presence like yesterday I was singing a song and I was like feeling like tingly all over and I was like oh yeah, yeah I feel so good um but sometimes it's really hard to learn because I'm like my parents are talking <laughs> it's not my pastors um so if you're in that boat even if like your parents aren't pastors like if you've grown up in the church and your parents are super involved in the church 
or if you are super involved in the church, it's really hard to get things out of it. I'm in that same boat. Um, and that's kind of where I can't wait to go to college and get involved in church and have a Sunday where I sit in a pew, don't do anything and listen to somebody preach <laughs> who I don't have to go back home to. Um, but that was just a bit of me sharing a bit of my heart because that's really hard for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't really answer the question, but I just wanted to <laughs> meet some people. If any listener struggled with the same thing, I wanted to meet you there. Um, it's hard. So yeah, that's what I had to say about that. And I totally went off what I was actually going to say. <laughs> and I feel like I wanted to say that. Um, so the next question. What would you say to someone who asked you how to pray? Okay, I love this question again. Um, prayer is something that I've definitely struggled with. And it is definitely more of, one of the, more of an area in my life where I struggle to stay consistent in it. And I think that I have for a long time had this image or definition in my head of what my prayer should look like. And I thought that what I was doing was not good enough. I thought that the things I was saying, God wasn't going to understand, or I was asking for too much, or I wasn't asking for enough, or I just, I felt for a long time that prayer did absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it took me a while to get out of that mindset, but I think that it's so easy to get caught up in feeling like we have to be perfect in our prayer and be perfect with this guideline mm -hmm. that we follow. And what's really helped me to um, like have more, just feel better about what I'm praying and to feel not like I'm having, like it's a burden to pray. And this is what I would say to someone who asked me how to pray, talk to God, like he is your friend. Mm -hmm. And when I like, I've heard so many people say that and I've been like, okay, yeah, like I'll talk to God. Like he's my friend. That's okay. Like, yeah, I'll try it. But genuinely it is, it is amazing to talk to him like your friend and it allows you to be more personal. It allows you to open up. And I also think that with feeling like if you're someone right now who you're feeling like prayer is not important and that God doesn't listen, he hears you and you don't have to pray a certain way for him to hear you. Just sometimes maybe there's so many times this happened where I have just sat and said absolutely nothing. I just sat in quiet because sometimes you'll be trying to pray and you don't have words to describe what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you could be in a season where life is hard and you cannot put what you're going through in words. You don't have to put in words because God understands what you're going through and just sitting there. And sometimes maybe I'll start off the prayer and be like, God, I, I, I don't know what to do yeah. or God, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I need you to help me. And just really allowing yourself to just go into prayer with a heart that is ready to talk to the Lord and not worrying about what it's going to sound like if you're praying out loud or what it's going to be um, or how perfect it's going to sound, but really just allowing yourself to just pray and talk to him like he's your friend. And I think that when we get this, get out of the mindset of one prayer's not important or prayer doesn't work or God doesn't listen and that it needs to be perfect. When we just set everything aside and just talk to him, like he is your best friend, that is probably how I would encourage someone to pray and start to pray. Yeah. 
Yes, I love that. I love everything that you said. And I think um, if you weren't paying attention, if you zoned out, go back and listen to what she said, because that was so good. Um, when, whenever I struggle, like you said before, talking to God like he's a friend and not even saying anything sometimes, just letting God hear your heart. God knows the depths of our heart. He knows what we need. He knows what we're trying to say, even when we can't put words to it. Um, and I think about if you can picture in your mind somebody who you're really close to, who you can go to with anything and they'll still love you. Um, God's even better than that. Um, sometimes when you go to those people, you don't always say words to them. Sometimes you go to them and you just cry, like you just weep. You don't even say anything. Um, and if that person knows you really well, they'll know and they'll hold you. And I can't even stress, God's even better than that. Um, so sometimes you can go to him and just cry. Like, that's okay. Um, you don't have to say anything. And that can be prayer. Um, so, yeah, I oh, I really loved how you answered that question. That yeah. was so good. Um, I like what you were saying, that like, you can go to him and cry. They're being super vulnerable. There is so many times where, I mean, sometimes I'll just turn my worship music on or I'll just, you know, be in my bathroom or be at my desk, wherever I am. And you just have to sometimes just let it out to him. And he is your shoulder to cry on. And he, he does, you don't have to, you know, like worry about who's watching you or anything because God does not care. And um, he wants our authentic self. And I love how you said that earlier, but um and if you're struggling to pray, start prayer journaling. Journal yeah. out your prayers. Um, and I know we kind of talked about this earlier, but sometimes it is hard to stay focused and to really feel like you're, um, it's so easy to get distracted. And so sometimes journaling out that prayer um, really helps me to pray. And I think that has helped me to, um, one, enjoy my prayer time and just have my prayer time be really um, a lot more deep and just... Yeah. Um, just a deeper connection with the Lord. And this is a very long episode, but there's a lot to say about this. Um, but another thing, I'll link this in the description. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to season one, my listeners, but I had an episode with Ellie Voigt about social media comparison. And we still talk sometimes. And she sent me this um, episode, or not episode, this video from um, a place called the Cageless Spurts. I don't know much about them. But they had the help tool. And whenever I'm struggling to feel close to God, but I feel a really heavy burden on my heart, um, I do this like every single time. And um, it is literally amazing. So I'll link it in the description, but I'll kind of explain it too. Um, so first, what you do is you write, Holy Spirit, what's on my heart? And it's just a sentence. Like literally, that's all that it is. Like if I'll give an example, if you're struggling with schoolwork, Holy Spirit, I'm struggling with stress from school. And then what you do is you, like, in the messiest, fastest handwriting, like, brain dump all of it. Um, and this, for me, has sometimes been two pages long. I just, like, write and write and write everything that I'm upset about or everything that feels like a burden to me. And then after that, I take a few deep breaths, and I ask God to be with me, and this again seems really weird. I close my eyes and I just write without thinking what I think 
God is saying to me, like just without thinking at all. And then I read it back. And oftentimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would not say this to myself. This is like God, when you just listen to God and just like let yourself write it. And then I read it back. I underline things that is like self-talk that I can say to me. And I say those things like every day to myself. Um, like if it's about the schoolwork and one of the lines that you felt like God was saying to you, this, this sounds really weird, is like, um, let yourself rest. Then I say to myself every day, Mariana, let yourself rest. Um, and that is probably the most helpful tool that I have ever used. I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. Like it is, uh, it is one of the best things. Um, and I'll link that video in my, like in this video's description or episode's description. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted to share it with people because I love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, wait, where were we? What question were we on? Was it, it was the one about prayer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. We took, I, we took longer than I thought that we would on the question, <laughs> but I had to share that. All right. So this is more of a practical question. I don't know if we can go super deep on this one. I wouldn't know how. What are some books of the Bible that you would recommend starting out with if you have never read the Bible? All right. All right. Um, I've actually had this question. Um, so I have a lot of people, a lot of the younger girls at my church, um, they've asked me this question and um, I've shared it when I um, shared a message at my youth group. Um, some of the Bibles that I would recommend starting with is, first I would say Psalms. Um, I give this one because they're so amazing to read. Um, and they're also short and it's something that you're not going to have to sit down and say, if you're reading, um, like where I'm in right now in numbers, some of those are really long, deep, heavy chapters. And, um, if you're just starting out to read your Bible or you've never really read the Bible before, I would recommend starting in Psalms or, um, I, I have set, told a few people Genesis. Um, I think it just depends on um, how willing you are to really stay focused in what you're doing. But um, starting at the beginning and just seeing that, like reading the creation story, um, I think that's a good place to start. But I know it's not the spot for everyone. Yeah, and I love reading. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. After a few chapters, Genesis gets a bit weird. Yeah, it does get really weird. Um, so if you read Genesis, sometimes like I'll just go through and read like the first couple chapters creation story and just give you like somewhere to start um but I love Isaiah um Isaiah is super good and Isaiah reminds me a lot of Psalms and um Isaiah is one of my like favorite books in the whole entire bible and it's not too long it is a little lengthy but I just think that um Isaiah and Psalms are probably the two like books of bible I would recommend starting with yeah I'm actually going through um Isaiah right now it is very good. And Psalms, I love the Psalms and the mm -hmm. Proverbs too. That's where I started. I started in the Proverbs. Um, that's good. So I have actually three different categories. If you have grown up in the church and already know a little bit about Jesus, I would recommend starting in Psalms, Proverbs, or I absolutely love any of the Paul chapters. So that's Corinthians, yeah. Galatians, Romans. I love it. 
And like some of them are so short, like you could read them theoretically in one sitting if you wanted to. Um, so if you already know a little bit about Jesus um, and you've like grown up in the church, have some background, I would recommend starting in those. Um, but if you are our new brothers and sisters, I, and don't know anything about Jesus or just really new, I would recommend maybe starting in the gospels a little bit, like reading the story of Jesus and learning about him um, and his life. Um, Cause I think that background is very important. Um, yeah. And then I have chapters that I would not start in at all. If you are brand new, I would not, especially Leviticus and Revelation. If you're brand new, don't read Leviticus or Revelation. <laughs> like just, yeah. just those are wonderful, wonderful um, mm -hmm. books to read after you've had some time. But if you are brand new, I would not start out with those. Yeah. Um, uh, just because those are really intense, really bold mm -hmm. chapters. Um, so I would just, if you're brand new, I just want to start out with those. Um, but yeah, the creation story is really good. Psalms, really good. Isaiah is really good. I'm going through that right now. And it's a really just a solid place to start. Um, so yeah, that's what I would recommend. Um, I would also oh, recommend oh, Esther. Esther. Um, Esther is another like book that I really love. And I felt more connected to Esther than probably a lot of the other books in the Bible. I know it's weird to say, but that is just like, I love the book of Esther, and I think that it's a super encouraging book, and that is another book I would recommend to um, go through. I've gone through it once or twice now, at least um, once, but I love it so much. And my absolute favorite book of the Bible, at least at the moment, is Ephesians. Um, so I would recommend Ephesians too. Um, there's just, I just love Paul. I and love Paul too. Paul um, so let's Let's see, what is the next question? Um, why do you think it's so important to develop a relationship with God as a teenager? Um, I think that I talked, to, I think I talked about this a little bit earlier on in the episode, but when we have a relationship with God, we're given a firm foundation to stand on. And I think that um, your time as a teenager in the season of life, if you are a teenager at the moment, it is, you have so many different things going on around you. There's so many, your relationships around you are changing. You're, um, you start thinking about the future. You start thinking, you just have so many of these different influences on you at one time. Your parents are telling you things to do. Social media is telling you things to do. You're, you're telling yourself things to do. And there's just, it's so, so, so much going on. And I think that when we have a relationship with the Lord, I've noticed that I, you look around me and I see some of my classmates who do maybe not have a relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, I think sometimes I see that I have, when I have a hope, they have no hope. Mm -hmm. And a relationship with the Lord, it allows you to have hope in the hard seasons. Because as a teenager, I think that we have a ton of hard seasons. Mm -hmm. um, life gets difficult. And that relationship with the Lord allows you to get through some of those hard seasons. Um and also it just allows you to have a community and you get to have, um, you know, you get to have true friends. Your brothers and sisters in Christ are your best friends. And not only do you have a relationship with the Lord that is so, so, so personal, you will start building personal relationships with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that 
without Jesus, you may not have. And um, I believe that your relationships that are built um, on the foundation of the Lord will last. And a lot of the worldly relationships are not going to last. Um, and I just think that I don't know where I would be right now if I did not have my relationship with the Lord. I would definitely not be sitting right here being able to share my heart on this podcast. But I just can't believe that there are so many people who don't have this relationship with the Lord right now. And that is why I want to just, that is why it is my passion to share the gospel to people, because I know that my relationship with the Lord has made me feel so happy, um, confident. It's not easy, um, but I just think it is so important to have that relationship with the Lord. Amen. I love that. I love that. Um, So I also think um, this is not coming from me. This is actually coming from something that my therapist said to me. Psychologically, teenagers are in an identity-forming stage. Um, So I think where we place our identity is really important right now. So if we place our identity in Jesus, like that's kind of where we are psychologically. Um, We're forming our identity. So I think it's important right now to place our identity and being children of God. Um, And also, if you are, if you think like, sometimes I think that I'm too young to do this. I don't need to worry about this yet. You're limiting how God can work through you. That's what you're doing. God can work through anybody of any age. And if you let him do that, he can do amazing things. Um, so yeah. And finding that hope, um, cause God, my mom said to me yesterday, we were talking about Advent and week one, which is hope. Anything that you ever hope for, that is Jesus. That is Jesus with that hope. Um, so yeah, I love what you said. Um, yeah, I just love this question. I like what you said a lot about thinking that sometimes we're too young. And I think going off of that is something that um, I've seen a lot in a lot of my friends around me and the people around me that like my relationship with God can wait. Like I'm a teenager. Let me live my life. And like I can just come back to God after. And I think that's something that a lot of people think. Um, But no, really relationship with God can be right now because in the end you're not going to be missing out on anything if you wait and say god no i'm just going to like wait until after i'm a teenager because i want to live my teenage years then i will have a relationship with you but having this mindset that god like i have this relationship with you right now because i know that you are my hope and with you i really am not missing out on anything and honestly without god when i have seasons where i'm just drawn away from god I had this emptiness in my heart and oftentimes I think that sometimes teenagers who say that or anybody that says that this can wait you're going to have that emptiness in your heart and the only thing that you're going to do is distracting yourself from that emptiness um, by doing all the things that you were doing and asking God to wait if that makes sense Um, and God fills that emptiness he doesn't distract from it. He feels it. Um, and so, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, a relationship with God doesn't have to wait. You're not too young. 
you won't miss out on a bunch of things. It doesn't have to wait. So, yeah. And then the last two questions, which I have said at the end of every single episode since episode one, season one. Um, if you are one of my listeners, you know what they are. Um, nine is, what would you say to your past self who is just starting a relationship with God? Something um, I, 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 I would say to my past self is focusing just on having a building a firm foundation. And I am not very good at explaining this because I was thinking, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to explain this. But I think that when I was just starting my relationship with God, I think that um, one, I was new. It was like a new baby. Just, you know, I was like, okay, like I have a relationship with God and I'll like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and I think that just building that firm foundation um, I wish that I would have had a stronger foundation when I first had my relationship with the Lord, because I think that I could have saved myself um, from a lot of seasons of hurt and feeling like God is absolutely nowhere near me. Um, but I think I would just tell myself to just, um, you know, stay focused on the Lord, have, keep that firm foundation and just don't get distracted and just keep my eyes on him. Yep, I love that. Um, I would also say, like I said before, I, I struggle with perfectionism. Give yourself grace. Um, God doesn't want you to be perfect. And if you strive for that, you're not getting any closer to God. You're probably actually getting further from him. So give yourself some grace. And this is so worth it. Um, starting a relationship with God, I can't even, it is so worth it. Um, um, yeah, it's just, that's what I would say to myself when I'm just starting. Give yourself some grace. Don't judge yourself for what you've done in the past or for how you're doing, how you're getting closer with God now. Just give yourself some grace. If you miss a day, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you don't have to have a perfect relationship. Um, God doesn't love you any less if you sometimes just feel like you can't do it anymore. Um, his love for his, his love, his love for you is unconditional and unfailing. And he doesn't want you to be perfect. He wants you to be you. Um, so just give yourself some grace. And again, it's all worth it. Um, so this next question, what do you think God would say to a teenager wanting to develop the relationship? With him? Um, so what I was thinking about this is I just feel like I could hear God saying like what are you waiting for and like I have the Lord has so many things waiting for you he's got eternal life waiting for you um so much hope forgiveness and like that's all I can think about is what are you waiting for um like why not start that relationship now and you know obviously we can all think of things like maybe I don't want to be different from the people around me or I just think it's weird. Like, I don't want to have a relationship with someone I can't see. Or, like, people are going to judge me. Or I'll wait. But, like, what are you waiting for? And I feel like God has even said that to me now. Like, when I'm, like, you know, like, God, like, I don't really know if I want to take this next step in my relationship with you or what I'm doing. But just what are you waiting for? There's nothing, no reason to wait. And, you know, we're supposed to run after the Lord. And I think that um if you're like questioning starting that relationship like just go for it stop waiting and just you know run after him 
and just I don't know it just makes me so happy to just like picture anyone just running to the Lord and like I'm done waiting yeah so honestly there's always going to be something mm-hmm. it's never going to be a quote-unquote perfect time um you're always going to have people that you don't want to disappoint relationships that you don't want to end places where you feel too busy um times when you are struggling with your mental health there's always going to be something there's always going to be an excuse um there's never going to be a perfect time um so you just got to start and like i said before give yourself grace um and again it's so worth it and god loves you and he loves when people start a relationship with him that's what i would imagine he would think um so yeah there's like you said before don't you don't have to wait just start um so yeah okay that was the last question and oh my gosh this was such a good episode i feel really good and if you are listening to this i hope that it translates to you i hope that this episode translates well and is like really helpful to you because it has even been helpful to me um thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for asking me this was such an amazing opportunity and I definitely think I'm gonna definitely have to watch or re-listen to this a lot and just allow myself to like hear myself be like okay like let's keep going um and I think that this has been such an amazing and encouraging episode of course thank you so much um for coming on and uh what was i gonna say oh outros um i will definitely say this in my outro but i'm gonna say it again i repeat my outros and intros a lot just because they're worth repeating um if you have not followed my instagram yet um go follow it it's just at wisdom for the journey and um me and you actually just did a bible study when we're recording this it just ended um about journeys to the manger it was so cool So if you have not looked at that yet, follow my Instagram and her Instagram and look at it. Um, So if you want to give your Instagram social media info, this would be the time to do it. All right. So um, you can find me on Instagram at blooming.with.faith. And um, yeah, I think that's really the only platform I'm really using that much. Um, And then I also, I'm pretty sure I still have my link tree linked there um, with some of my like Bible study guides that I have, some of my worship playlists. Um, yeah, that's my social media. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you haven't already, make sure to follow our Instagram at Wisdom for the Journey. I truly pour my heart into it. And if you love this podcast, it is definitely the place for you. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a rating. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.